0: I'm the underdog with the heroic heart. I'm Aaron Jones Jr. I have to keep pushing for my kids. If I give up, what's that leave them with? Nothing. I have to understand that it's bigger than me. That it's not about me when I wake up and go to work. It's not about me when I read and educate myself. It's not about me when I'm practicing my speeches. It's not about me.
1: It's about my family.
0: hey 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 you're now tuned in to underdog talk i'm your host eric jones jr and i have successful conversations with uh, i have conversations with successful underdogs (laughs) and today i have the plump queen from queens but now she stays in georgia how are you doing
1: i am awesome with the sauce on it how are you doing sir
0: um, I'm good. I'm surprised I still have a voice. Uh my son had a basketball game yesterday and I just got done recording another podcast. So my voice is a little sketchy. So after this one, I think I'm gonna try to rest my voice. I don't know how to do that really, but I'm gonna try. Oh <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yep. So before we get into our conversation, uh today's episode is brought to you by my own clothing brand, Christian Dewan, is me and my sons. You use the promo code Underdog Talk. You get 15% off. We got T-shirts, sweatshirts, and hoodies. Definitely going to have more hoodies and sweatshirts because it's about to be fall. But you use that promo code. And Underdog is spelled U-N-D-E-R-D-A-W-G. And talk. And the website is Christian DeJuan. Um, DeWan is spelled D-E-J-U-A-N.com. So, we have a successful underdog. We have Miss Plump Queen. So you lost the arm. I right? did. I did. How was life right before that? What was like, what was what was things looking like? What were you doing? What was going on before, you know, this tragedy happened to you? Uh,
1: I was I, wouldn't
0: even, hold on, I wouldn't even say tragedy. This obstacle happened to you.
1: Absolutely. Uh, well, I was trying to figure out life. Um, maybe about six months prior, me and my mom wasn't getting along. And um, I had decided to move. Well, no, she kicked me out. And I decided to move with my, my boyfriend at the time. I moved with him um, in PA because I'm from up north. Uh, he was from Jersey and I'm from New York. So we kind of met in the middle there and we couldn't find jobs. So, we need to figure something out. So, I stayed, I went to New York to stay with my aunt. He moved somewhere else. And I got a job at an advertising and marketing company out in Long Island in um, Great Neck. So, I was working 72 hours a week, six days a week. Um, Sundays were optional. I really wasn't taking care of myself. I was just on the grind trying to, you know, become an adult. I was 22 at the time. So, trying to be an adult, left the nest. So let me do what I do. So I was working hard, uh, all of that all that time I was working, and the individual that I was with actually was on her team. Um, that's the lady that I had into the a- accident with. It was right before Labor Day, and um, we did this great campaign, and we wanted to have fun. Seventy-two hours a week, you know what I'm saying? We want to do something. So went to the city, hung out got back and we were supposed to go to her house, made a detour and yeah, this is what happened. We didn't make it back to her house. So that's Mm. the short version of it. So yeah, I was just trying to get my life together before this happened, really trying to find my direction.
0: Mm. So you was young, mom's just like, hey, you gotta get up out of my crib. So I know, I remember being 22. So you young, you still trying to find life and then boom, this happens. So after this happens, I'm sure, like, throughout, how was the process when it happened? Like, what do you remember about that happening? And then, like, what did they say? Like, you know, how did you find out everything? Because sometimes, you know, they don't tell you right away. Or did you lose your arm immediately? Something like that.
1: Well, I lost my arm immediately, but I didn't know immediately. Um, Mm. I do remember coming to a couple of times during the actual situation uh, when my friend woke up. She saw my arm off, so she tried to push me back into the car because the, I guess the car was leaning over or something like that. So I do remember that she had to slap me to kind of make me wake up so I can help her because I was definitely 260 pounds then, and she ain't nothing but a buck fifty. You know what I'm saying? She got she got a big booty, but the rest of her body is small, so she needed some help, kind of thing. So I remember that, and then I also remember. Um, I'm going to assume I was in a helicopter, but I remember hearing the helicopter, seeing some white folk, you know what I'm saying, with these blue shirts on, so I figured those would be the ones that And um, And then when I woke up in the hospital, the nurse had to tell me that I lost my arm because I was looking for my friend. I didn't realize it was gone until she told me. Mm. Yeah, I just, I figured, cause I'm up, I can see, I can talk. I really couldn't remember certain things but I was awake enough. So I figured I was all right. That wasn't the case.
0: Mm, I know that was tough. Like going through that process, you like, all right, okay, I'm woke, I'm alive, I'm good. And then boom. So what was like your first reaction? Like when you found out and then like thinking to yourself, what the hell am I about to do with life?
1: Well, my first words was, thank God I'm alive. That's what I said to the nurse. And, um, ironically, I just kind of just fell into the whole, let me figure life out. I, you know, I really didn't take this as hard as, you know, everybody would expected me to. I was just ready to figure it out. Like, this is what it is. I'm alive. You know, it could have been worse, I felt. So let me just figure this out. Uh, You know, me and my guy, we're no longer together. He actually... Um, went with a woman that he met. You know what I'm saying. So wherever he is, he he was with her. So I it just I just had to focus on myself. So where I, where it seemed like everything was falling apart, I kind of just was like I I got to figure out how to live life like this. So all that stuff is irrelevant. Let me just get this. And I healed in like two months. I was able to go to my brother's wedding in July. So this
0: happened in Maine. I was at his, yeah, I was at his wedding in July. Mm. That, that's, that's, that's dope uh, that you were, you didn't look at it like, oh, fuck, you know, like, what the heck am I supposed to do? Because, like, me being born with a disability, like, it took time for me to realize, like, hey, bro, your arms not getting longer. You got to deal with what you got going on. Just go be the best version of yourself. And it was like, it took time, cause you know, you got people that they stare, like you said, your dude that you was with left, like people act different cause you look different, but it's like, I'm still the same person. I'm still whoever I was before this tragedy, or, you know, I'm still the same person that out, that if I had long arms or short arms, I'm still gonna be the same person. And people overlook that. And so I commend you on that. Cause like, that's hard. Like you live in life, you like, you got both limbs. And then boom, it's gone, and you're like, okay, it's gone, but I'm not dead. Like I'm still able, and I love this your shirt because I'm looking at it and I see the arm, and then I see the other one, and it makes sense. And I was like, that's real dope. Like I like because I know people that have disabilities or stuff like that. And they don't look at the same. They didn't been in an accident, and they look at it like, oh, it's the end of the world, or they want to be a victim now. So you said you was at your brother's wedding two months later. So how did you, how was it getting back into life? Like, you know, going to work, doing the daily things of life, like after, you know, having this and then now you got to adjust.
1: Well, I learned that I am very adaptive, um, which is a gift of mine. And I had a, your mind controls everything. So your perspective is what controls how you maneuver things. So for me, I've always been, I've always been a big girl. I always wore natural. And, you know, I'm from New York. So growing up, that wasn't the attractive. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't attractive. You know what I'm saying? To the opposite sex when I was growing up. So people didn't like me because of the way I looked. They liked me because of my personality. All my friends, you know, what I'm saying hung around me because of who I was as a person. So it kind of helped me with the physical thing. Well, Guys didn't like me before when I had two arms because I was fat. So <laughs> this really isn't kind of, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's going to be the same thing. They still don't like my personality though. As long as I keep my personality intact, I'm Gucci. That's been working for me. So that I kind of told myself that and let that work for me. And then I just worked on, you know what I'm saying? What I needed to, I'm I'm a very logical person. So I kind of just figured I, I know how to do certain things. So I just use my brain. All right. I used to tie my shoe. Four so I know how to do it So I just need to figure out You know what I'm saying I guess the aesthetics So you know what I'm saying to figure it out And I was patient with myself I didn't I didn't Try to compete with two armed people I just yeah. tried to learn how to do what I I just need to know how to do it by myself So however I figure That out that's how I'm going to do it I'm not trying to do it just Like you with two arms because I don't Have two arms anymore you know what I'm saying? I love, so, uh,
0: yeah. I, I love that. I love that. Like, that's me. I don't, I am not trying to compete because, you know, you got two long arms. Like, I'm just being me. Like, oh, that's that. Oh, I, I had something totally I was thinking about and then that just wiped it out. Because, like, people don't realize, and that's for anybody. You shouldn't compare yourself to anybody because, oh, because their parents provided or because, oh, they parent they struggled. They, don't compare yourself to nobody and cuz nobody can compare compare themselves to you. It's a lot of people um that'll be like, "Oh, I'm going through this." And I'd be like, oh, "That's cute. Uh I got I got these 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 arms here and I got uh nerve issues and I have pain every day, but I don't complain. Nobody ever knows. Like only time I really say it is like I'm, you know, telling talking on a podcast or something, but I I my my neck, my back, my shoulders it'd be hurting and i would be like, Because I got nerve problems, and it's like, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks. But you got to keep going. You got to keep going. Because if you don't keep going, you failing yourself. And people don't understand that's like hard, like making adjustments. So for me, I was always scared to drive a car, right? I don't know why. I just thought I wasn't able to drive a car. Got in a car, I'm like, oh, this is easy. Oh, I'm tuning doo. And like you said, you just... Okay, I know how to tie my shoe. I know how to do these things. So let me just make the adjustment, and that's what I had to do. I had to make adjustments in certain things. It's like the way I open a pop can, or the way I open something might be different, than something, but it's gonna get open.
1: Yes, that's all that like,
0: matters. That that's all different. that matters. That all that that it get open. That whatever happens. So I I love that. So as time went on, did you um did you have like how did work go? Did you go back to working where you was working at? Did you have to get a new, go to a new field? Like, what did that look
1: like for you? Uh, what was interesting is in the hospital, the mm-hmm. place that I was working for, I guess I was doing such a great job. They actually asked me when I was coming back to work. And this is like the day after the accident. It was so weird. Um, but I felt like uh, my ancestors had that happen to me so I can stop working. I didn't have any business giving my talents and what I got going on to another company. I was supposed to build my own. And I feel like everything that happens to us for a reason. Had I had this not happened to me, I'd have been a faithful, you know what I'm saying, worker. And I probably would have got screwed down the road because a lot of my coworkers did. So it almost like stopped me from going that route to honestly change to what I'm doing now. My whole platform is based on the fact that I'm an amputee and I'm using my life to show other people that they can live a fulfilling life. They can start a business. They can go back to work. They can do the things that they love and live a good life, regardless of what happens to them. So that was my purpose. So that's what I've been doing.
0: That's why you're a successful underdog. And like you said, certain stuff is meant to happen. We don't realize we like, oh, my God, what? just? God, really? Really? And then you see, it's like, boom. It took me 30 years to figure out why my arms I was born the way I was. And it was like, I had to go through all that. So I, oh, I get it. I, now I got to go back and talk to a younger me, which is going to help the younger generation, which is why I'm a teacher because I never liked school. I didn't do great in school. I knew how to pass. And now I'm teaching kids and it's like, okay, I get it, God. I, I get I get what you and it's like, it's so eye opening when you get it. It's like, wow, it is. It is. it's like, man, cause sometimes people, like all of us have a gift. You had the gift that you had before your arm got amputated, but it took for your arm to get amputated for you to unleash your gift. That's cause right. like you said, you would have been going to a job, going to a job. And like I like I was just talking to the lady before, it's like, people be like, oh, I'm, I'm a manager, I'm this, I'm that. But guess what? You still work at a job and guess what? They don't like you. You said something wrong to an employee that they that's their favorite. Adios. Now what you're going to do? That's and exactly. it's, oh, I got this degree. I got that. That's cool. But can you go to the jungle and, and come out?
1: And let, let me give you an example. Nothing, nothing. Everything is a redirection. I don't believe in mm-hmm. failures. I don't believe in things don't go right. Things go exactly the way they're supposed to. I tried to be a medical biller and coder and a medical assistant in 2012. You know what I'm saying? So, they allowed me to go into the program, but they knew they wasn't going to let me pass the clinicals because I would have to do it manually. So they used me to get some bread. I was upset about that because you know I tried to go back to school. Um, you know, trying to do this thing. I was getting great grades, but y'all not gonna let me pass. So you wasting my time. Let's fast forward to 2019. No, 2020, COVID. See, had I became a medical assistant, that would have been about 15, 16 years worth of me being in the medical field. My whole life would be wrapped around the medical field. I would have compromised my health had I been in the medical field. I wasn't supposed to do that because I have real strong um, you know, thoughts about my health. I'm holistic. I would use holistic um, measures to, to heal myself. I don't do vaccines and all that other jazz. And I see a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, because they might had a thought process about it or had an opinion. But because of their livelihood, they had to make certain choices. So once that happened, that was my click. Oh, that's why that happened. I'm grateful. So I don't ever question anything anymore. If it don't work out, it's for a reason. And that reason is for my good and I hold on to that. Definitely. Like, I definitely understand that. Like, it's
0: a job for me. So, a lot of, all the jobs I've ever had that's been long-term is because I knew somebody. Like, when they say, it's not what you know, it's who you know, that's definitely me. So, like, temp jobs, you know, I could go to a job and they don't really, I wear a jacket or something, they really don't notice, and then all of a sudden they notice, and then it's, oh, well, they, oh, you're not meeting quota, or you're not this, and it's like, oh, okay, that's cool, and that's why, like, even as a kid, I was like, man, it's, I'm not gonna be, like, the end goal was I wasn't gonna be working for somebody, and now, you know, I'm working towards that, even though I'm still an educator, and I love working with kids, that's got something to do with it, but it's like, you can't let when you're when you have shortcomings or disadvantages, you can't allow other people to control what you got going because they'll they might. Oh, I don't really want to look at this person like that all the time or this or why do they have why do we have to make uh, accommodations for them or whatever the case may be. And then the company lets you go. And It's like, let's create whatever. And I love what you do. Like you telling people, like, it don't matter what didn't happen. You know, you lost this, you lost that. You still can go out here and be great because you lost your arm, but you didn't lose your heart. You didn't lose your mind. You still had the things to able to operate like you're supposed to operate. So you said earlier, people didn't like you before you had one arm, basically. Now you only got one arm, kind of. And do they how's dating life? How what does that look what did that look like? Like how did that go for you? Like, what was it?
1: Well, uh, 2009, I met my king, and this September will be 13 years that we've been together.
0: Congratulations.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, people like me now. I, it's, I've, I've actually grown into myself. I've learned confidence is really what y'all like. Because I haven't seen some people, some very unattractive, in my opinion, because beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I can promise you, I learned that losing my arm. There's a whole community of people called amputee devotees. These are people who devote themselves to amputees. So they look at my stump like you would look at titties. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird as fuck. It's weird. Can I say that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it, it, it's it's weird, and um, but yeah, they they out there, they out there and you know, the more I've grown into myself as a woman, you know, I'm yeah. If I wasn't in a relationship, I definitely have options. I, I'll say that I, I definitely have options, it, and it's more so about me just loving myself. And I I've lost a lot of weight because I take care of myself, and it's not necessarily for weight. I just want to live the most healthiest life that I can possibly be. I got a second chance at life. So I want to make sure, you know what I'm saying, that I'm living it right and live as long as I possibly can. And the only way to do that is to be healthy. And when you live a healthy life, you can't help but be beautiful. It brings out your natural beauty. So, yeah, the fellas is checking for me, but my king got it on lock. I understand. And like the
0: first one, the first thing you said was confidence. It's it like that's me? Like, when I walk in the room, I feel like the ground shake. Like, I know, like, it don't matter, like, what woman, like, if I want to talk to her, I'm going to talk to her, whatever the case, like, my confidence is really high. Sometimes, you know, I have moments where I'm shy or I don't really want to be bothered with people, but for the, for the most part, like, I'm very confident. Like, so I've always, like, when it comes to the ladies, I've always... I've always won in that department per se. Right. <laughs> even, even though I got a, even right. even though I got a divorce, I mean, I've definitely been able to like, you know, cuz sometimes when you have a disability or you look different or whatever, you it might not be physical, it might be mental. It's hard to get people and it's like like you said, uh it's the confidence. It's being yourself and that's what people like. Like it ain't even I wouldn't say it's it's the uh being authentic. authentic. It's just being yourself. Mm-hmm. And the being real and people love real, like no matter what you look like. Oh, OK, that's like it's crazy because like as I be in a dating field and like older older women, like 40s, not so much 50s, but 40s and fifty close to 50s. They like, oh, I don't care about that. But like a younger chick might be like, I don't know. And it's like, OK, that's OK, whatever. You that's know, fine. you missed out on a great guy. That's yeah. your fault, whatever the case may be. But it's like it's different how people treat you. So I definitely understand if I ever settle down, I I will hopefully settle down again. But I definitely have options until that time comes. So I definitely feel you on that one. So and congratulations on being married
1: 13 years because marriage is not easy. I definitely understand. Well, let me clarify, because people Mm I am not legally married. Mm -hmm. I don't believe, honestly, in legal marriage when it comes down to the dynamics of a relationship mm-hmm. business yes we live in a country you know what i'm saying where you know things are tied legally and all that so for legal for legal stuff yeah love connection family no
0: uh, i love it
1: yeah because people are not possessions the way marriage has been carried out in this country, is truly made it where it's about, it's not a, love is a service. And most people get married because they want something from the other person, whether it be stability, you know, whether it be, I need you to love me or, you know what I'm saying? I need to look good. You know what I'm saying? I'm 25 years old, so I need to hurry up and have these kids or, you know, whatever it is. And this is why divorce is on an all time high. I want people, my king, I love him 13 years, but if something happens tomorrow and his life or his journey leads him away from me, I love him enough to allow him to go on and do what he need to do. Because he wasn't born to love me. That's not his purpose. It's a bonus. It's a part of it. But that is not his purpose. We are all born as individuals with our own journey and our own things to fulfill. So I... There's the, I, the possession thing. I, I don't. I, I don't like. I don't want nobody that don't want to be with me. I should ha- not have to force you. No piece of paper should have to force you to, you know, to treat me the way that I, I deserve to be treated. That should be voluntary. So, so far for 13 years, we have both decided that we are what we want. No, uh, no outside forces or thoughts or processes and none of that. You know, I'm building this empire. I'm gonna build a trust. His name gonna be on it, you see what I'm saying? So there's ways for you to take care of the people that you love without that. Like I said, I was telling you earlier, I watched my cousin go through a divorce. I don't know what your experience is. I can't do it. Yeah, mine wasn't
0: horrible, Um, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely understand what you're saying um, have been married and then how the society makes marriage look like everything you saying is in a marriage, but then it's like, I get what, I get what you're saying. Cause some people, when they hear it, they go and look at it and that's your opinion. You, I mean, you've been successfully, whatever you call it, whatever title, whatever name you want to, it's been successful for 13 years. So like, nobody else is, is connect. nobody
1: yes. connect. Cause like you
0: like cause cause you said some real you said some real stuff like we're not you don't you don't have to love me. if I don't love myself I can't expect nobody else to love me and that's where people go wrong oh I need him I need you don't need that's a bonus in your life because if you because listen I could sit in here and crack up entertain myself I don't need nobody in here with me and I'm good with that I can I'm gonna go to sleep and wake up. Uh, happy. I ain't like, oh my God, I didn't, oh my, nobody texted me today. Oh, no, I don't need that. And I love myself. And I had to learn that. That's why, I, to be honest, that's why we didn't love ourselves at the time. Uh, that's why our marriage wasn't successful because you're expecting somebody to do something, but you're not even doing it with yourself. If you can't go take yourself out to eat, go on a date, make yourself happy, why do you think? Uh, John post to, or why you think uh Shaquilla post to, whatever. you Nobody post to make you happy but you. And once you make you happy, like you said, oh, uh, you don't mess with me no more? That's cool. I'm good. I was good before you came. I'm, I'm going to be good after you come. You know, it's going to sting a little bit. You know, it's going to take a little time to get over, whatever. But I'm good because I love, and it's kind of like basketball. I don't know if you watch basketball. It's like the Warriors. They won before KD. I was a bonus. You he was here, Katie. You won two rings, but you left. Guess what happened when you left? We still went again because I'm good with or without you. And it's just that simple when you love yourself. Like it makes sense how some people now, like I know some people have been together for a minute and it makes sense. Like you don't really need all that, but I'm old school. I was in the church. So I, you know, some stuff I still go by, but I don't really, I ain't in a church like that. Like I understand that. My relationship with God is me. I ain't got nothing to do with you. I ain't got nothing to do with what you think the Bible say or whatever the case. So I definitely understand what you're saying in, in that that factor. So yeah, let's talk about your business. Let's talk about your brand. Cause we didn't we, we saw you, you know, okay. I'm figuring out life. Bam, you know, arm gone. Now you figuring stuff out. you been with uh you have children.
1: No, not yet.
0: Not no yet. children. Okay. Uh, so you, you've been with the same person, successful relationship. Uh, you figured out, yeah, I ain't supposed to go to this nine to five. So what do you do? What is your brand about? What is Plump Queen?
1: Well, Plump Queen came from, uh, in 2016, I was a part of a BBW group. Trying to, try, try, try to figure out what I was supposed to do. Now, it was presented to me. But you know, you know, body empowerment. You know, what I'm saying, and it was supposed to be almost like a sorority fraternity thing: big mm. men, big women, having an organization, having fun together, and also doing community work. So mm. that was attractive to me. So I got the name Plump, which stands for Powerful Ladies United Making Progress. Mm. So I was trying to get the you know the female part together. The reality is. They was just all a bunch of fat people who want to have sex with each other, and um, yeah, I'm just not. I've never been about that life. I don't knock them. I don't, I don't knock what you know. Say with people too. but that. Oh
0: like, like, <laughs>
1: like, even when my, <laughs> it was, it was just was real. Even when me and my king just only had a sexual relationship, I don't need a whole bunch of people to do that. I just need one person to handle their business, and we good. So that situation kind of dissolved itself, mm-hmm. but I still had that communal, let's, you know, let's, let's do this community thing. So I just started going live on Facebook and just giving my opinions about stuff, about, you know, because I've always been sister soldier, Black power and whatnot. So all of the um, subjects and current events that um, pretty much affected our community, I would speak on. Along with inspiring things about my arm and, you know, the things that I'm learning, you know what I'm saying, with, you know, with the situation. So then I did that for a few, I did that for like a year. And then my stepdad was like, yo, you need to turn this into a business, start your YouTube and get you a LLC. So that's what I did. Started my YouTube, started streaming to that. Um, he helped me get my LLC, my EIN number, do the whole, you know, the whole shebang. So that's how Amspire Media LLC was born. The show was Amspiration TTV. So that's my Amspiration is my play on inspiration. And TTV stands for Tell Truth Vision. Because I I tell the truth. I'm all about this truth and facts and and all of that. So then, and that's when 2019. So then 2020, the pandemic happened. So I kind of chilled out, trying to figure out what's going on, how we fit in here. And then I was, and then just, by accident, I was scrolling through Facebook and something popped on my um, screens talking about owning your own channel. Mm-hmm. Because my idea was to make the first black YouTube. That was what I had in my mind, a place where we control our narrative. We don't have to worry about censorship because I'm very opinionated. And especially in the conscious community, we talk about a lot of controversial things. So I wanted a platform where we could express those things and that we own. Cause like even with COVID was going on, you couldn't, we couldn't put out certain information or it would be flagged, you know, or, you know what I'm saying? This is fake news and all this other things. And we were trying to give out good information to help people. So I wanted to build a platform where we didn't have to worry about that. So found this channel. So now I got a, a network on Roku TV. So if y'all got a Roku, a dollars at Walmart, go and get you one. And now I stream all of my podcasts. I have about four. And I'm also looking for um, content, you know, original content and other shows so we can be the next Netflix. Mm. That is the short version, you know what I'm saying, of that.
0: Well, um, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to just throw my uh, <laughs> uh, shout out there. You know, let me know how I can, you know, get on, you know. Because yeah. yeah. I, I definitely... Uh, like to inspire, I definitely, um, I can do anything. I actually, I I was telling somebody, well, I've told a couple people, I got um, my love story, <laughs> my relationship. I'm gonna make, <laughs> I'm gonna make a movie out of it. Hopefully Tyler, it's a Tyler Perry movie. I just gotta change the names and stuff, but yeah, it's definitely one of them. So I de- that's definitely something like I've thought about being on TV and doing stuff, but I'm like, I, I like to speak. I like just put me in front of a crowd and let me talk and do my thing that way, or put me in front of a mic and a camera and do a podcast. I just, those are two things that I like um, to do, but yeah, I'm just shooting my shout out there to, you know, oh, I oh. we can work together.
1: Oh, I, 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 I am here for it. I am here for it. We will definitely talk afterwards. Cause yes, I, I we want original content and I, I like this concept of being an underdog. I, I've definitely felt that way um, since I was nine. So yeah, I, this is what we want. And I also want to say this earlier, um, someone like you also inspired me, you know what I'm saying, after losing my arm. I went to high school with a gentleman, I'ma throw his name out there, Ryan Um O'Neill, it was his name. He was born with um with his hand missing. So mm. just this ball piece right here yes. is all he had. But he was he played basketball. You know what I'm saying? He had a regular high school life. You know what I'm saying? Girlfriends, popular because he was on the sports team and all of that. And, you know, you wouldn't have thought. And he was born that way. You know what I'm saying? So when I lost my arm, he's one of the first people that came to my mind. So that actually helped me not even panic or, you know what I'm saying? Or take this the wrong way because it's like, well, this nigga was in high school. (laughs) shooting (laughs) three-pointers you know what I'm saying and mind you in high school when you're really trying to figure yourself out and peer pressure and you really don't know who you are he navigated through that so if he can do that in high school I surely can do this as a grown woman so that inspired me and helped me be okay with my situation because I had that example
0: So I'm sure
1: that you possibly are that person in someone else's life because it's like, well, shit. I got a longer reach than he do, but he out here, you know what I'm saying, you know, busting it down. So what excuse do I have? You know what I'm saying? You put the fight and you motivate people to kind of step their game up. Because if I make an excuse, then how can they?
0: Yeah. And I think some people don't realize that, like that be around you. Like it's like oh that person's normal but it's like I ain't I'm normal but I ain't normal because I got everyday challenges different than everybody else but yeah that was that like I look at that like I wonder like when I play basketball do people get inspired like that play with me that like how hard it is to play and I don't have the my wrist don't I don't got the wrist rotation I like my like I had surgery and. My junior year of high school, on my right hand, I was predominantly right, so I had to switch to left hand. Like it's all kind of stuff that you know, you just had to make the adjustment, and you just like well, my, yeah, you just had to, you just had to just keep going. Like it's like okay, I could give up, but what is that? That that don't solve nothing. That just you know, I could be somebody that needs a nurse or whatever. It's like ah, I'm good off that. I I I like living this life. I like living on my terms. And when you live on your terms, no matter what your disadvantage or your advantage is, life is better that way. Because like it's it's a great thing to inspire somebody or go share your story and somebody see you months later and be like, man, I remember you was at the detention center. I'd be like, dang, man, that was a minute ago. You remember me? And it's just that stuff makes it dope. Like like I said, it took thirty years to figure this shit out. I'm like, okay, what and why? My God, what did I did I do something in the past life? Like, what did my, my mama do, my daddy, somebody, who? Because there's nobody in my family. It's nobody that looks like me.
1: That's another, that'll be, a, that'll be a whole other podcast to talk about that. Because people, depending on what you believe, everything happens the way it's supposed to. As a matter of fact, we choose everything that happens to us, even the most fucked up things. It's the hardest yeah. concept to, to, to embrace. But once you do, it gives you so much control over your life when you understand that you kind of chose this life like i said you come here for a reason so you have to learn you have to put yourself in the positions to learn what you need to learn so whatever your troubles are you need to learn from that so you can be who you're supposed to be so i had to lose my arm because i've always like you said i've always been my uh advisor they used to call me mother love as a kid so i always that person people come to for advice but people listen to me now, really, because I lost my arm. This almost gave me um wow. yeah, and validation. It's like, you know what? She done been through some shit, and she still got a smile on her face. I can actually trust what she has to say. Even if it's just shock value. Because you see me, you'll listen. You may not like what I say, but this is gonna grab your attention. And that's all I need. All I need is to grab your attention because I can lead you to the water, but it's up for you to drink it. But my purpose is to lead you there. So I have to get your attention to do that. So this is why I have this platform and I use I'm a amputee influencer and all of that stuff because you got to put it out there. There's a lot of people who want to, but they just need an example. They need to know that it's okay to be okay, And I kind of give that to them. You
0: just helped me like for real when you said like um people listen you know people always listen to me but when you lost your arm and you have a shock value when they see you it's like okay she didn't been through something so when people look i got to look at it like people see me like okay he didn't been through something some some he about to tell us a crazy story or something cuz he definitely look different so now they listen that's why kids listen no matter it might you know they might not like what i say but they still going to listen cuz they like okay what he you about to say? And then when I start talking and they like, oh, and I don't come in in no suit because don't ever, but don't, only time I put on a suit is a wedding or if I got to for an event, which I really don't want to. So I'm not, I'm coming like this. I might not come with this particular shirt because it say DILF on it. But yeah, I'm coming just like this and I'm talking to the kids because they're going to be like, oh, okay, he, he look cool. And I didn't been places where kids like, man, you've been one of the best speakers. I was just being myself, but it's, you just helped me with the, it's the shock value. It's the he's been through something. He's about to tell us something. So let me at least listen to what he gotta say. And that's for me to be like, okay, when I get in these rooms, people gonna listen just because how I look. Now I gotta really give it to him how I need to give it to them and not be like, oh, they looking at me because this. No, they looking at me because they like, okay, what buddy about to say? So thank god I thank you for that. Like that really just helped like me understand speaking a little bit more. So I appreciate that. Um
1: I do. What
0: my my purpose? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Do I want to let you get some tips, or if you want to? So, I, I another thing I like what you said before. I I'm we just chit chat for a sec. Uh, you said you wanted to have like to have your own platform. Like I love that. Like I love where now us black people we can have our own because some of the time people think oh. Sometimes you have your own, but it's under uh, under something. Mm-hmm. Everybody on Netflix, okay, Netflix gave you something, but they're getting a the percentage. When you have your own own, it's yours. It's, it ain't nobody. Like one thing, Kevin Hart, he everything he do, he own. It ain't no, it's I'm getting this bread because they could take it from you. Like with musicians, your masters. Oh, we got your masters. Oh, I don't care if you was... Prince. I don't care if you was such and such. We gonna keep this because you was one of the hottest things out. We gonna make this money off
1: there. So Lisa, Just tripping about that. Beyonce used a song of hers but because the Neptunes own it ain't shit she can say about it. I don't care how enraged me. she is from a legal standpoint. Beyonce did not have to consult her on anything because that's not your song.
0: Yeah, and it's like man, you really can't be mad I'm sorry oh, you're not in the you sorry old. you're not in the game like that and you you didn't succeed but don't be hold yeah going, don't be holding on my tail because you you
1: didn't do stuff right that, that ain't got nothing to do be with mad it at the Neptunes and <laughs> yeah. it happens like as uh, there's another this rapper her name is Tokyo Vanity, I think. She did a little stint on love and hip hop. She made that song That's my best friend, that's my best friend. Ah, you better well guess what? Uh Young Money Cash Money. Gave that song to Young Thugger. She put that on um, uh, YouTube. Got a whole bunch of views. They took the song, remixed it, copyrighted it, and then you got Young Thugger's, that's my best friend, that's my best friend. Big ol' booby bitchy from Texas. Yeah, that ain't his. That was hers. It ain't nothing she can do about it because she didn't copyright, she didn't own the rights to the song. She just put it out there on YouTube.
0: And you know why that is? Because when you from the hood, when you from around the way, they show you how to get money. They show you how to hustle, but they don't show you how to do business. Because well, guess what? If you got that paperwork, then make that paperwork. Because if she would have had that paper and they took it, oh, okay, y'all, go ahead, take it. I'm going to get back. The fuck
1: out of there, and She done got paid. But you can't. like
0: oh. People don't get that. Trademarking, <laughs> copywriting, all that stuff. So what... Not to go long-winded, but what made you decide to go that route for yourself and for other people that look like you, like to have the idea of I want to create a Black YouTube? Like people think of creating stuff, but sometimes it's not create something like that. So where did that come from with the mindset?
1: Yeah, I've always been Harriet Tubman, sister soldier to my, you know, to my heart. I've just always wanted, you know better for my people you know even in elementary school my elementary school even though we grew up in the projects it was all black from the principal on down so we learned about slavery we learned about black culture and you know what i'm saying so i learned about myself at a very young age so i got to see you know what i'm saying the differences and you know how our community is run So I want to make a difference. You know, I have a voice. I have no problem with using it. So I've always, since I got into consciousness, I've always been that way. So I figured I can blend, you know what I'm saying, my platform, you know, to be able to do that. Because I'm not just, um, I'm not an anti-white person. I just got my my license today. You know what I'm saying? And a 64-year-old white woman is the reason why I got it. You know what I'm saying? That's my auntie. I don't care what nobody say. I don't care how big, bliggity black I am. That's my white auntie right there. So I, I'm elevating myself as far as because I resonate with souls and people. But mm. I live in this world, and the fact is, in our community, there's a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? That needs to be fixed. I'm big on account. I'm big on truth and accountability. You need to understand what the problem is. Yes, white people did this Yes, the government does this And this is how it's set up But we as black people need to be accountable now You know what I'm saying? For our actions and how we feed in To, you know what I'm saying, this system The system is what it is We gotta maneuver around it So I want us as a whole to be better Because you're me and I'm you Just like every other culture has their thing The Asians got their thing The Arabs got their thing White folk got their thing I just want us to have our thing I want us to have our own tables. We don't need your tables. Because to be quite honest, we've been building your tables. See what I'm saying? So keep the table. You're welcome. But let us have our own shit. Let us have our own platforms. Let us have our own businesses. Let us, you know what I'm saying? And every time we try to do that in the, few, in, in, um, in the past, they've destroyed it. Every time there was a black, there were several um, cities where there was black wealth and they destroyed those places. So I wanna do something about that. I, I, I wanna build a place where they can't do that. And I'm willing to be in the forefront of it.
0: I, I, I love it. I love what you said. You don't, you we, I don't really get into politics. I don't really get into what's going, I mean, I you hear what's going on in the world but it's not gonna change. I mean, it'll get better as time goes on but it's not gonna change. I grew up in the neighborhood I grew up in was all white. It was a small percentage, but it wasn't like it was some white people that got money or some white people lived like us. And so, like you said, it's about soul. It's about character. It ain't about a color. Cause I, you could put me in a room with everybody diverse, and everybody be like, "Oh yeah, buddy, cool as hell." Cause I'm I'm cool with everybody. I'm that's just me. I you could set me in a room with older white men and I'm gonna talk to them. You can set me in with older black men, A-Rap, whatever, women, it don't matter because I, cause when you're yourself, you connect with people. Yeah. And that's where we gotta be as our culture. We wanna be like such and such. We wanna be like that. You could be yourself. You could hang out. I think it's like, so you got somebody that's the rapper. You don't wanna be the cameraman because that, oh, that make you look, you know how much cameramen when they really, they make, or you don't want, oh man, I ain't trying to post on social media. You, Oh, okay. You we don't wanna we don't wanna be Scotty Pippen. Everybody wanna be Michael Jordan, but we don't want to be
1: unity. Yeah, you understand. Yeah. And it's been taught. We we have not been taught. We everybody yeah. wants to be on top. Not understanding when you look at a pyramid, the, the top of the pin of the pyramid is the smallest piece. The biggest part of it is the base. And we I gotta mean. understand, like even if in war and family everybody has their place it's not higher or lower it's just like a machine like this computer you know we're on you take one of those little cogs or whatever the fuck's out of it this computer's going to shut down no matter how high techy it is when you take the piece out it no longer works so every piece is you know what i'm saying It's intricate especially in our families we want to you know not to say nothing, I know the man's supposed to be the head of the household, but being the head of the household is not just to the end-all be end all and be-all. You still got a spine. Your head can't do nothing without your spine. So that's all needed for your body to stand up straight. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we cut things off and all that, but guess what? My body is off balance because this ain't here. I can finagle around it, but the reality is, you know what I'm saying? It's not the same. So everybody just needs to play their part. Everybody's not so not everybody's supposed to be an entrepreneur. Not everybody can, you know, can deal with being a not everybody's a leader. You know what I'm saying? Leaders and followers have their place. That doesn't make the followers bad because guess what? A leader needs somebody to follow, needs somebody to lead. Exactly. So everything complements each other, especially with love. Men and women, my That's why I deal with African spirituality. I deal with balance. We stand next to each other. We are complements of each other. A man can't do what a woman do and a woman can't do what a man do. And we ain't supposed to. Both of our you know, positions are important and we just need to cultivate that. But we're all trying to compete with each other. And that comes from slavery and the, the way, like I said, the way this country is run and what, what our perspective on success is, it all molds that. So I want to build a platform where we change all that shit.
0: I love it. I love it. So I need three tips. Um, Three tips for people that feel like something in their life just tragically happened and they don't know what the hell to do. They don't know where to go forward or go backwards. You know, it could be lost a job, lost an arm, leg, got shot, family member died because everything resonates to itself. Um, what are three tips that people, when they listen to this episode, they could be like, all right, I can do that. And it'll help them, you know, move the needle.
1: All right. Well, one, spiritual grounding. I don't care what it is. If it's religion, God, Buddha, your mom and your daddy, whatever it is, spiritual grounding, having some connection to a source, you know what I'm saying, It's most important. It, it, it brings your morals. It brings your values. You know what I'm saying? It gives you something to hold on to. That's why I call it grounding. So some type of spiritual grounding. Um... I will say for number two is be kind with yours to yourself. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. You know what I'm saying? When things go, when things go wrong. You know what I mean? That whole failure and self-doubt and all that, that stops you from, from from being able to find a solution to what you got going on. So be patient and be kind. You know what I'm saying? To yourself. And realize that everything happens for a reason. That's that's the biggest thing that should be. That's one point one, two point one and three. Everything. I don't care what it is. Happens for a reason. So if you can pinpoint that reason, you can control that situation. I love it. I, I love Like you
0: said, everything happened for a reason. I'm thinking, I'll be thinking when I'm listening, what I want to name an episode, that might be, that's somewhere in there, I got to put that somewhere. I don't know if it'll be just on a quote or if it's going to be the name of it. Cause I always want something that people can be like, what the hell he about to talk about today. I always try to make it as something, but who knows? I love those tips though. Like everything does happen for, it. it don't matter, good, bad, ugly, trust me. I know everything happens for a reason, everything. And you can think it's the worst thing to happen, but you look a, maybe a few months, a year later, or a few years later, and you'll be like, damn, that's what that happened back then. So before we get into how people can reach you and you giving us a quote, um, I want to say thank you. Thank you for being on. Thank you for being the person that you are. Thank you for being a successful underdog. Like, you're a dope person. Um, your story is super dope, like, because I know people that's been in situations where they have some type of disability and life different or an accident happened and they gave up they looked at it all wrong and they became a victim and they wanted everybody to help them they wanted to be oh this happened to me this you know woe is me and you didn't do that he was like all right i just got to make the adjustment and get it going and now you're inspiring people all over the world and that's super dope so i just wanted to say that i always try to give my guests they flowers um because I try to get dope people. I don't really try to get, you know, nobody that's not dope, but everybody come on, you know, but you're dope. I love your story. I love what you do and I love your uh your vision <clears throat> for what you want to do. What's going to happen for you? I'm going to say that. Whatever going, you know, whatever your vision is that you just said, that's going to happen for you. So, um I need a quote. I don't know if it's your quote, it could be a quote you've seen, it could, you know, Whatever, but I need a quote from you.
1: Need a quote. Okay. Love is a service. Serve yourself first.
0: I wish you would have already said
1: how people can reach out
0: to you because I would have ended it right there. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And oh, I just that oh, up oh, on the top of my head. I just made that oh, up. Oh, that's fine. You better take... You better, I, I, yeah, I take am not sure
1: I make my yeah. own memes and I sure do. That's a, Oh, that's a yeah. i I'm
0: definitely, I'm definitely going to put that as a quote for this episode and drop that. Cause that, that was heavy. So let people know how they can reach out to you, how they can um, see more about you, find out more about you or how they can work with you.
1: All right. Well, you can find me on all social media sites. Uh, my link tree, y'all know the beginning of the link tree is Amp, A-M-P, inspiration, Spiration, S-P-I-R-A-T-I-O-N, TTV, Langtree Amspiration TTV. That will take you to my Facebook, which is Amspire Media Houston. That'll take you to my TikTok, which is Amputee9 Evolution. That'll take you to my IG, which is 9plump9 Queen9. If you have Roku, go to Amspire Media Network, download it for free right now. If you don't have one, go to Walmart, spend $24.99 and get you one. You can catch me on Twitter, at Amp Spire Media Network. And if you are a content creator or if you have a business that you would like, you know what I'm saying to advertise on any of our podcasts, you can email us at AmpSpireContent999 at yahoo.com.
0: Well ladies and gentlemen, you you heard it, how you can get there, all that's going to be in the show notes. Um once this episode drops, I can't wait for this episode to drop. Um, how you can reach me is underdog talk and Pod, uh, underdog talk podcast on all social media, YouTube, um, IG, Twitter. Well, Twitter, you put it in there and I'm sure I'll come up. I forgot what my Twitter name. I got to remember. I tried to switch it over. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, What else I got? YouTube, Facebook, all that. Any um, platform. Except for you know, I ain't on TV. I ain't on Roku like some people. I anchor,
1: you, know. you should be on
0: anchor. I'm I on am. Anchor. I'm on anchor. So any any uh, podcast platform that you listen to audio, um, I'm on that. And Underdog Talk podcast at Gmail. If you got good, bad, ugly, whatever you want, you know, give me feedback. If you want to find out more about a guest, or if you want to be a guest or know somebody that can be a guest, that's how you can reach me. Um. So before we get out of here, you got any closing words?
1: Yes, you should in the future see Underdog um, Talk podcast on Amspire Media Network. We're going to speak that into existence. And on that note, peace. One love.